0: This is Rebel Net Radio with
1: your hosts, T.E. Parker and Joe Spalatro. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rebel Net Radio. This is T.E. Parker. And... I'm Joe, Joe Splatro, Joe. In a good mood. The the setup of the podcast was almost as bad as the rebel season. Yeah, pretty much. Was, we couldn't it get anything right to start. It was nearly start, as yeah. bad.
0: And it came on the heels of a brilliant game. <laughs> it did? Yeah, we just finished the San Diego State UNLV game. Um, really don't have much to say about that other than I didn't think we had a chance, but I did not quite think that we'd see players out there trying to set records for most shots in a game either.
1: Yeah, I didn't think we'd have much of a chance, but when you stop playing as a team and just try and do everything one-on-one, you know, here's the deal. It's been a long season, and these guys are tired, and they're not winning anyway, so uh, kind of freewheeling and just... Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's a deal where if we if we get hot, maybe we can hang in. If if we're not hot, we're gonna get blown out anyway. Does it really so, matter? So we have a shooter's chance. Well, if we had we're some not shooters, a good, but we're
0: not a good shooting team. If we had some shooters, we'd <laughs> yeah, have a shooter's chance. Yeah, uh, I think at this point it's just who who do we open with Air Force. Yeah, winner yeah. that gets Fresno. Um, I don't. Can they put something together? Well, yeah. I mean, they were tight with Fresno here. They were tight with Fresno winning overtime on the road there. But we had more players too, and that's what concerns me. It's not about the talent that UNLV has on the floor. It's the minutes they're playing, and just quite frankly, the the cumulative effect of the season. It's just. I mean, it's got to be. Just they've got to want to get it over and done with, wouldn't you think at this yeah, point? There's I no mean, there's no four-day miracle out of this squad. No, no. This isn't. I mean, back when UNLV had that four-day miracle with in um, 98 and, mm-hmm. and they went on that fantastic run, uh, the season involved a couple of things. The big one was um, kicking Keon Clark off the team. Right. Um, let's see. We've had good luck Okonobo transfer. Ben Carter lost for the season. Dwayne Morgan's missing significant time now. Zimmerman has lost significant time. Um, You have Dwayne Morgan um, missing time. Now you have Derek
1: Jones. Jerome Seeger missed the night. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just I've never honestly have never seen anything like this in terms of the opening day roster versus the whatever whenever the last day is what that roster will be if you compare the box score from game 1 to game 32 or 33 wherever they'll be at it's going to look amazingly different i mean if they had to bring Brian Glenn back where did they pull him from oh, the win the win front desk at the win sure um yeah i i've heard good things about him down there yeah well you got to see him play <laughs> a little bit he'll check in, you a in a couple years ago and um no, no. I mean, UNLV you know needs the bodies. I know they were scouring the football team, just looking for capable bodies. I mean, that's how desperate it's become, and and you know, this, obviously this, we
1: couldn't find this, anybody this, on the football yeah, team.
0: Yeah, it's not an indictment on Todd or any of the other coaches. It's just strictly, I mean, it's a no-win situation. It really yeah. is. You just can't, you can't. At least, at least when Bo Ryan left Wisconsin this year, they were an intact team, and he left it off in good shape on relatively good terms. I mean he 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 quit on his own terms and handed it off right. to the assistant. Little bit easier to make that a more of a seamless transition than um with what UNLV's been dealt. This is just I mean I haven't seen anything like it with UNLV basketball. I haven't ever. I mean I've seen some bad teams I've seen much worse teams than this actually out there on the floor. But in terms of just Everything that could happen did happen. Um, everything bad that could happen did happen, and it's it's just it's past the point where you, you're angry,
1: yeah, it's it or disappointed. It's definitely comical at this point,
0: Joe. Yeah, it's more comical. I mean, some of the shots I watched Ike put up out there today, um, I, I almost wish Todd would have pulled him and they would have went four on five mm-hmm. because. In no way should those be condoned,
1: but what are you gonna do? No, you you can't do anything and the players know it. I mean, we had a possession there with about seven minutes left, down thirty points. Uh, oh, we're when bo- it was still we're, tight. We're both Jalen. yeah. We're both Jalen Poiser and Pat McCall through back behind the back passes. And not like easy behind the right. back passes. The first one was tipped, second one was stolen. So
0: uh, you know, the... and I'm not really blaming the guys. I mean, it's no, just whatever. the weight of the season and the situation, and it's a—I don't give a rat's about things. I mean, that's just what it looked like tonight, and...
1: and and you always like to think, well, as a competitor, you never want to give up. But guess what? When you're when you're completely outmanned. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it starts to wear I mean, on I
0: you. think they're past the point of thinking, well, what the hell is going to happen next? Right. I mean, I think at some point of the season, you start thinking that when a couple things go wrong. You know, when Ben goes down, you're like, oh, good luck left us. Because UNLV had the biggest and the deepest team in the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, biggest and deep, one of the biggest and one of the deepest probably in the country overall. And now they're one of the smallest with the shortest bench. It's
1: just that bad, and well, the the funny thing is, is uh, when Dwayne went down, I pretty much said to anybody that would listen to me, which is very few people, mind you. Uh, I'm surprised Derek Jones is even walking out of his house because I'm sure he's going to get injured soon. Well, he didn't get injured. No, he got, <laughs> but. I, I don't even want I'm to get look.
0: into that whole deal with the with the test score and and all that. It's just it, basically to me, it's just par for the course. Um, is he going to be back? Will he be back? Should he fight it? Should he try to come back? The way I look at it, no.
1: No, it, it, I, it'll probably be more of a challenge to do that than just do what he probably wants to do anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, he. I think he, he was one of those candidates to leave early, maybe not after his freshman year. I think this kind of hurries up that process. Plus, everybody's got to realize he's got a young son. And um, he's probably going to – I mean, this is my opinion. I don't have any inside information about this, but I would think you'd you'd kind of want to move on and say, you know, I just don't feel like dealing with this headache. I don't want to fight it. Let me just go make my money and try to do the best I can to get noticed by scouts because scouts have noticed him, obviously.
1: hmm uh, the problem is he's not even anywhere close. Of course not. And that that's playing that, in the NBA. And that yet. that's
0: the shame of it cuz you know I could see maybe after his junior year to where he could be a really good player. Right. And um be high on some draft boards, but I I just don't know that it's going to be worth the fight for him sadly cuz he'd be a fun one to watch for a few years.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be disappointing if if he walks and it'll be disappointing if Steven walks and Lord knows who else is going to walk in this situation. Uh, obviously, we have a extremely important basketball coaching hire coming up. And uh, whether or not Tina and President Jessup and everybody else has uh, some people on their radar or not, I'm sure we'll talk about that for a little bit. Um, but this one they can't get wrong. I mean they 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 have to hit a home run. They can't they can't get uh a lame duck assistant. You can't really go assistant to assistant when Dave seemed so much like the right guy. Uh I think now you have to go more with the the, the type of lawn hire, um you know a, a proven veteran that can come in here and uh, get players to play hard, and get players to listen, and hopefully get players to stick around for a little bit. Uh, because you know, as much success as David had off the court, uh, the the continuity and consistency of the program was as low as it's ever been. And even in the Baino years, I mean, it just we n- we never saw the turnover that we saw with. With this staff, 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 staff,
0: no, it's easy now in hindsight to look back and and see some of the issues. I mean, I I believe that recruiting at that high of a level, it it brought on some issues. I do think that not to a man because I don't wanna I don't wanna paint with a broad brush because I think we've had some some good kids here, team first kids and things like that. But I think UNLV had become known basically as a personal playground and a way to demonstrate your talents to move on and get to the league and and i think a lot of players took advantage of it and and it just you know we got themselves in such a hole that they had to replace the players that were leaving with more talent and it just kind of ended up being a vicious cycle really and and i i don't know it's it's hard to watch that type of basketball It, it really is it it's not it's not winning basketball it's not team basketball and um I, I firmly believe that the I don't have a study or anything like that, but if you go across the nation and, and you take the top eight guys from each team and you add up how many years they've been in the program, I'm and it doesn't matter. I don't care what school you're talking about. You're probably going to find a pretty strong direct correlation to success. For sure. And number of years played. Even if they're uh, from a little conference, they'll be the best, one of the top teams in that little conference. I just think continuity... Is so much more valuable than than just overall one and done talent. One and done talent, even even Kalipari struggled with it. He won a national championship the following year. He still had a ton of talent, and they made then it. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of guys could can balance that, and even Kalipari had trouble balancing it. So it's just tough. I I'd, I'd kind of like to get back to basics and and get a team that grows together through the years.
1: Well, the funny thing is, is that whoever gets coach rice next Mm -hmm. he's probably gonna kill it because he's he's learned so many valuable lessons here and he won't have that pressure of i have to win immediately uh i mean you have to win everywhere you go but it's not unlv i don't have to make that huge splash to to get everybody to rally behind me and and win immediately, he he could take his time. He can probably get kids he's more comfortable with dealing with, and uh, he can kind of build a game plan and, and and hopefully have a lot of success. Unfortunately, that wasn't here. Uh, I wish he would have taken that path in hindsight. Uh, well, we we were all jumping up and down with everybody else in the city 100%. with
0: every signing that we saw on ESPN or There's anywhere no like that you see it. a kid pull a hat we we celebrate i mean our off season celebrations were greater than
1: during the season and and that's and that's, the that's a problem. problem that's a problem yeah it, it it's it's a shame and and like i said i'm sure that uh i'm sure that coach rice learned so much as he's able to sit back and analyze right now what went wrong uh you know, obviously the point guard situation, but but the fact that he he swung for the fences with everything, mm-hmm. and, and rather than taking the singles and building and and uh, you know it, it, it's a deal where if you want to build long term success, you got to build a foundation, and the foundation was never set; it was always cracked.
0: So moving forward, I mean, typically what happens with coaching hires. Um when the previous coach doesn't work out, a lot of times what you'll see is you'll see overreaction and overcompensation to go the exact opposite way. Right.
1: Um, well, especially when the guy that walked away mm-hmm. is now doing so well. Um, so now you you kind of say, well, maybe we should get a carbon copy of that guy. We we tried the hot up and coming assistant. Let's go with the Wiley veteran that's proven and, and is a winner and that type of thing. And I'm sure they're going to be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the good news. I I think if UNLV doesn't completely stub its toe and cut off its well, uh, arm or leg or something, uh, they're going to have an opportunity to hire a really good coach. Yeah, and and...
0: I'm reading on Twitter and on Facebook and all, and even on the site, and some people are saying, "Well, great, the season's almost over now. We could get started with the coaching search," which makes me say, "What?" Um, I'll be very, very, very surprised based on everything that I know that's going on with looking for the new coach. I'll be incredibly surprised if UNLV misses. And get somebody that isn't—I um, I, don't—I—I'm not going to say is met with universal approval because I don't think that happens in Las Vegas. Um, but I think somebody that'll make the masses pretty happy—a a high approval rating. Um, the, the, they're out there. It sounds like the money's there, more so than what it's been in the past, mm-hmm. and that—that and that sometimes happens when people realize where you're at. And,
1: just got to get rice paid, and
0: on first. and and yeah, and what you've done in the past. I mean, let's let's face it. The I mean, UNLV has never been in terms of pay even a top fifty job. No, it just hasn't been. It's time for UNLV to step up. If UNLV wants to be a major player, um, if they don't want to be the mid major that we pretend that we're not, but we really are. We really are. We real. I, I understand that, but we do the fans treat it like that? No. Does the administration expect that? No, of course not. What I'm saying is, it's time. Yeah, you, you, you have to pay.
1: No, you Joe, have to. T. Joe, we were we were, we were talking the other day, and uh, it's it's really disturbing when you look at our conference over the mm-hmm. last 16 years, and you look at all the other teams and what they've accomplished. And then you look at UNLV, and UNLV is more in the line of the bottom third. The bottom third of the league. In yeah, terms we're closer what to what Air Force,
0: and we're close. Actually, did we decide Wyoming was above us? Yes. Okay. So yeah, just to put it in perspective, yeah, UNLV just has not achieved where they should for over. Now this is
1: just conference play, but uh, you're going to be judged on conference play, and and we have not gotten it done. Uh, for one reason or another, even when we had good years we we can 't get over that hump in conference. Someone always has our number, and it's it 's pretty amazing that when you break it down that we 're more in the likes of Air Force and Colorado State. say Colorado State than we are with San Diego State, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the reality of it, and I don't I don't know how you people in the airways feel, but this conference right now is is, is oh, about man. as dreadful as it gets. It's bad basketball. Um, I mean, throw throw the uniforms off, and it's Big Sky. You know, I mean, that's where it's at. And I, I don't know how it's fallen like that so quickly, uh, because I know a couple years ago it seemed like it was moving in the right direction. Yeah,
0: about three, four years ago it was probably at its pinnacle in terms of, I, I believe they were like the number two or the number three ranked. Right. Conference by RPI and Sagarin and all those metrics just a
1: few short years ago. Yep. And now Horizon I mean, and that
0: but that's because UNLV's fallen so hard and New Mexico has fallen so hard and even San Diego State, they're not what what right. they once were. The only teams who have actually improved really are Boise
1: and and they're you not know. very good. Right. And who else? Who and, else has improved?
0: Who's better now than they were 4 years ago? Probably Boise. I can't think of another team, can you?
1: No. I I really can't. And It's it's bad. So, and, and, you know, basically, three or four years ago, we, we felt like we were in the right direction with the coaches and everything like that. Alford left. Rice didn't pan out. Um, noodles didn't pan out or won't pan out, whatever you want to say there. Uh, Steve Fisher keeps working his magic, but... At some point, that well's going to run dry in terms of where they're at, and I'm sure Dutcher will come in and and be decent down there, but he's got big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Steve Steve Fisher's proven, and, and when he came to this league, I thought he was an absolute joke of a coach that just rode players to success, and I am dead wrong. He got them to play hard every year, in the same fashion every year and uh props props to San Diego State for being able to to pull off a consistent model that should pretty much be taken by everyone in our league well a model in playing hard and and in, in terms and, of and attitude and and not
0: the toughness and right. and continuity yeah i agree with that part but um i mean i, I still think that it, it you have to your first goal has to be to be competitive and win the Mountain West Conference. You're not just going to jump over that and say we're going to be nationally successful. And I thought that's what um, UNLV tried to do with the recruiting. I, th- I think it was like, well, we're yep. going to be good nationally, so that means automatically we're going to be good in the Mountain West. I think, I think you need to climb the first set of stairs and be a very competitive and want to be taken seriously in the Mountain West Conference.
1: And, um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting the other night. I was watching uh, the Kansas-Texas game, and they said that uh, from the first huddle at the first practice, Kansas says one thing when they break every huddle: Big Twelve champs. Right. That's it. It's not national champs. Yeah, see, it's but, a Big Twelve. I mean, champ. so
0: I, I agree with that. But but by the same token, that can't be your.
1: It's not your end-all goal. It can't be. That's the be. first goal you have
0: to get. For, for, and this isn't to dec- discredit the institutions, but for San Diego State and for New Mexico, I think that pretty much is the primary goal. San Diego State maybe a little bit more, but New Mexico, yeah. I mean, they've never had success in the tournament. What, did they, what, they have one round of 32? Did mm. they make the Sweet 16?
1: I think they made the six, Sweet 16 one time. Yeah, when there were
0: 32 teams. That doesn't quite yeah. count the same. But I'm just saying. Might even be 16. So if, if, they, if they were to win the Mountain West Conference regularly and make the NCAA tournament and not win, for the most part, the fans are pretty much satisfied. Um, San Diego State's starting to get a little bit grumbly if they don't do something in the postseason. And that's going to happen when you have so much Conference success, you expect more. I mean, that's just natural for mm-hmm. any fan. Mm-hmm. But still, that's pretty much where they are. They've had one suite, they're the biggest they've done is what is one Sweet Sixteen. Yes, I mean that's a pinnacle of their program. So, so being regionally good and winning conferences m- makes them feel pretty good. I mean, that's about what they're aiming for. And and I just think with UNLV's history, facilities, and all that. They could go far beyond that. Oh, but you do have to hit that first step.
1: Okay. The point is, it seems like when UNLV's huddled in the past five oh, years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they say NBA.
0: I'm not going to disagree with that So at
1: all. the fact that Bill Self gets Kansas. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I from the very it's, first you It's practice, keeping them grounded and focused. Big 12 yeah. champions. I, and they I, go I, out and do it every year. Yeah. Eh, it says something. Yeah, it does. I, I agree because with that. Because he's got big-time players. Yeah, That could easily be saying, really? Right. I want to win a national championship. I don't give a shit about the Big 12 championship.
0: So, I mean, so what do you want to see come into UNLV? A strict disciplinarian? Do you want to see a defensive coach? Do you want to see just a veteran? Um, I,
1: I, I want to see somebody that has a plan in terms of building a foundation. Because that's what we never got. And uh, as, as much as... Lon was a great guy and everything. I don't think he ever really built the foundation. He didn't recruit high school kids very well. Uh he relied heavily on on transfers and and uh one and two year players that um came in and, and, and they worked hard under him because they were pretty much either on their last chance or uh they were under the radar guys that bought into whatever he was preaching. Um I I just want to see somebody come in and 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 really uh, put the focus on ensuring that UNLV is going to be consistent at some point. And but
0: it's you know this fan base it can't be at some point it's got to be almost
1: immediate. No, I said consistent at some point. There can still be highs and lows, but I want. A consistent top twenty-five ish team every year. Well, I want has got to pay for that. I'd be happy with that. Gonzaga.
0: UNLV's got to pay for that. Yeah, you, they do. You can't do it by going six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand a year. That's I just don't see it happening.
1: I don't either. Yeah, yeah, you so, have to show out some. Buzz. So I, th-
0: I think the the big question is there, and obviously the hot topic, one of the hot topics has been Rick Petino which in my estimation, um, you know, everybody hears everything. You know, he's staying, he's leaving, he's going to be fired, he's not going to be fired, this, that, or the other. You know, messing around with him. I, I honestly think he's going to be gone at some point. Last, last game was today, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, if he's gone, does UNLV have his shot? I absolutely think UNLV has a shot. Do I think it'll pan out? No, I just think that um, a guy like him that's making over $5 million a year, um, it's UNLV is not a rich institution. In fact, they're almost destitute. Okay, mm-hmm. I just don't see that. That's a huge commitment. If you're talking a five-year deal, four million a year, even say, that's a twenty million dollar commitment. And, and now you're asking, you know, UNLV to take about oh about three and a half million dollars of that bill, and boosters to take about sixteen and a half million. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. People aren't that easy to part with their cash. Um, I so know that, but can it happen? Sure. I mean, if there's if there's a couple of benefactors that say, you know what, I've had enough of it, and I've got some big money, we're gonna we're gonna work out some sort of deal that we can get them here. Can it happen? Sure. I just think um, UNLV would be very foolish to put all their eggs in that basket, and I know they won't. Um, if I think if Rick is there, they will pursue it to the best of their ability, and um, but. And I think Rick will Trump anybody if it, if Rick becomes interested and it can happen. I do think Rick will Trump, Trump everybody, and UNLV would take him, even if they're along the process with other uh, candidates. But I just don't.
1: Joe, I think our greatest ally right now is Lon Kruger. I agree. I, I think that Lon has a lot of relationships well, out there. And Lon will speak very highly of UNLV. Well, you know what, though? And,
0: and I had this discussion with somebody that would know these sorts of things, honestly, um, about the coaching fraternity and how tight they are and all that. Um, Lon is obviously going to be somebody that's called by anybody that's going to consider in this job to get the ins and outs. And Lon's not going to lie. Mm-hmm. He's not going to sell UNLV for anybody. Well, he's going to give them the straight dope what what they have to worry about because UNLV is a unique place. There are pitfalls here that aren't at other places. What's great about it? What's bad about it? He's just going to give it to them straight and let them make their decision. Coaches, um, you know, it's, it's a tight-knit fraternity. They're not going to lie.
1: But the, but the fact that Lon still has a house here and those sure. types of things, sure. he can speak to the fact that, hey, Las Vegas is a great city. Uh, we really enjoy living there. Um, those types of things that maybe some people need to hear. Before well, they, no. they... see, that's where I disagree. I don't think he'll
0: be a salesman at all. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, he might say it's a great place to live. The houses are great. He might. He might come back and say the fans suck. You got to win.
1: You got to win. Uh, you you got
0: to win everywhere. But t i i i just, you I disagree with you gonna there. Gonna I, I think, I think Lon will be brutally honest with whoever he speaks with about this job and there'll be some good things and there'll be some bad things. There's no perfect place. There's no place that's so god awful that y- well, you you know.
1: That's good though, because well, yeah. no one should come in here thinking it's all rainbows and freaking no, no. They, fairy tales. I,
0: whoever comes in here, I want them to know everything about this job, about right. budget, about so so that there's no surprises. You know, surprises and and So I I think, you know They'll do their due diligence and Von will talk to him, and Tina and, and everybody else that's involved with the whole search and all that. And for people that think, you know, UNLV hasn't been looking at people, um, yeah, they've looked at people. I,
1: I think the lot. best I think the best type of candidate right now is would potentially be a solid coach at a power five school oh. that is just football oriented well you you're bringing up one that was thrown out there
0: a couple of days ago um Jamie Dixon which um yeah I, to me that's that that's a good solid hire frank um, Martin. you know th- there's just th- there's going to be a lot of people um we we've seen I think some local people have ran with Pasternak as being the leader, and yeah, I could shoot that one down all day long. We can't um, go
1: assistant. No, no. I, first of all, no.
0: It's it, but it, it's not, and a lot of people are starting to buy into it. Oh, great, it's U and LV. We're gonna end up with Pasternak. If U and LV ends up with Pasternak, trust me, they struck out on about eight, nine, ten, eleven guys before him. Right. And that's, you know, it's UNLV. It's always possible. Yeah. Um, but, no, he's there's no leader. Um, I'm very, very, very confident in saying that that UNLV is trying to come up with a big hit on this one. Um, I, it's not going to be a no-name. It's not going to be an assistant. It's not going to be a guy from the NBA. It's going to be a guy that's got a ton of experience, a guy that has had some NCAA tournament um, success. Um. Or at least high conference success, you know, something like that. They're not going to go in not knowing. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be as few question marks as possible with this hire, and I'm confident in saying that I really am. I've I've had plenty of discussions, and I usually don't trust UNLV. You know that I'm real reluctant to buy into um, anything they do. It just it's sometimes it's a rudderless ship, but it seems like um, everybody's on the same page with this one. And they're going to be sure that they get it done. If they don't, I I really feel bad for the players. I feel bad for the fans. I feel bad for the university. Because if they don't get it right, I could see this thing melting down real quick. Well, and UNLV being on the fast track to becoming DePaul or, or San Francisco. Well We already are. Not quite. Not quite. I don't, I don't think you win. I don't think you send players to the NBA. I don't think you win games against ranked teams. Uh, DePaul Maybe doesn't do San that. Maybe not San
1: Francisco, but... DePaul doesn't
0: do that. Uh, UNLV's not there yet, but you know it's it's a couple neighborhoods away. Yeah. So, you know, it's time for administration to do something about it. Yeah, honestly, uh, it's just enough is enough. So, do it.
1: This, uh, there's no doubt about it. This is a uh, such an important hire that you know it it hurts because. When you have the perfect one and, and they get away and it doesn't work out, it's really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that just amplifies this one. You have to make the right choice. You have to get the boost of energy. You have to get that foundation set or else, uh, like you said. You, you know, UNLV's uh, you, in a
0: much better position than, than what they were when... when UNLV got Kruger following um Spoon Hour. Spoon Hour kind of stabilized things. We certainly weren't a good team, but you know, he stabilized. I mean we had a couple twenty win seasons. We were semi-competitive in conference, um conference championship against Colorado and then one year against Utah in the Mountain West conference championships, I believe. And um so but he stabilized it. There were no he issues did. and and UNLV was just kinda I wouldn't even say back on the map, but they were Somebody that you weren't going to get an easy win against, I, I guess you'd Plus say your, uh, Missouri, USC or Missouri. Missouri, right? And then Kruger comes along. Um, UNLV hadn't sniffed a NCAA tournament victory since Tark, so we're, since Scrub sniffed something else, yeah, yeah. So we're talking fifteen years or so, and you know Kruger struggled his first couple of years getting things going. The team kind of looked. Basically, like spoons teams, it kind of look like an extension. And then, bam, his the son comes here. UNLV makes a switch to sweet sixteen. Now, all of a sudden, UNLV is back on the map with that sweet sixteen. Um, we were ranked that that year for a good portion of the year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Still um, didn't win the conference, but. Then We finished second, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, then the following year, again, um, they win an NCAA tournament game. So, again, that just gives UNLV. It, it made it seem like UNLV was. Maybe not completely back, but they were somebody to be reckoned with nationally. And then we had a couple, you know, dry years at the end. And well, no, just
1: blowouts in the NCAA tournament. We still but, made but, the tournament.
0: Yeah, we still made the tournament, but there were still those mind-numbing losses at t- a bad TCU team. And then you get... It, it, the conference was still blah. I mean, it, it's been like seven years in a row where UNLV has been out of the conference race. By within the, the first month. Yeah, within the first month. And... and <laughs> that goes back to Kruger and then you know you get Rice and all of a sudden the one thing that was missing during the Kruger years was recruiting and Rice hit the ball out of the park with recruiting but from day 1 from day 1 and the highs were pretty high I mean when you beat number 1 undefeated in North Carolina and you beat whatever it is 10 or 11 other ranked teams along during his tenure you show that you can play with the best teams in the country the problem was he also showed that we could lose at home to Wyoming. At to Dixie. Force. Yeah, yeah. And so the highs were, were for regular season they, they were pretty high on an individual game basis, not as a conference or a non conference. But um but so that's why I think I think the the job's in a better place because Rice showed you could recruit here. You yes. can get the players Absolutely. you need here. The emergence of Las Vegas becoming the middle of the basketball universe for a period of time in the year and AAU ball and the Mendenhall and, and Finley prep being in your backyard, you can get players here. Gorman. Gorman. Um, so I, I think the job's more attractive. You could recruit here. You could win here. You have the facilities here. We need to match it with pay now, I think, and go forward from there.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um, Any time frame you think this is going to get done in?
0: I I think it will happen quicker than people think. Um, Most coaches that UNLV is going to be looking at.
1: Second week of the NCAA tournament?
0: It depends when teams finish up and whose teams finish up. Um, I mean, I think that's what makes it difficult right now is everybody UNLV is going to be pursuing is working they have jobs. Yeah, not
1: that's gonna, a good thing.
0: Yeah, they're not going. They're not going to want to be questioned during an NCAA uh, tournament press conference, prepping for a team. Well, we heard you've been talking with you LV. That just it's it's not a good position for a coach to be put
1: in. No, it doesn't fly.
0: Um, because they're either you know they're going to play dumb, no comment, or no, I haven't talked to them. They're going to be a liar. It's just it's just a bad situation for everybody. So that's kind of why you'll you'll hear a lot of um, mom and and. You'll hear some leaks, obviously. We know that. But I think... um, I do believe progress has been made with candidates. And things will be finalized as they drop out
1: of the NCAA tournament. That's good news because quicker we get it done, the quicker they can start recruiting. And the thing
0: is, if it's going to be Patino, I expect things to blow up here within the next week, 10 days. Because he just finished his season today. He still
1: needs to get fired.
0: He still needs to get fired, but he's going to know, Rick's going to know he's getting fired
1: before he gets fired. If you get fired, do you still have to, is the new joint still have to pay a depends. clause? Depends.
0: It, 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 it depends. If you if you just get fired, you're owed the money on your contract, the, at least the base salary on your contract. Until you get a new job. You know, it depends. It depends. No. It depends how your contract is written.
1: Right. I'm sure his contract was written very well.
0: But they could have put a clause in there. If you get in trouble with NCAA, it's null and void. You don't get anything. I I don't know his contract. Um, My guess would be it wouldn't be a firing. It would be a stepping down. Right. um, And an agreement to get something. Maybe not all of it, but get something out of it and walk away. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how these things work a lot of times. And I would think that would be coming relatively soon. Um, like I said, Rick already knows what's going to happen, I guarantee you. He knows whether he's getting fired or whether he's staying. Oh, for sure. So if he knows that, if he knows that, you know, I'm done in 10 days officially is when it's going to hit the the press. He's going to start shopping around if he wants to work next year. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to start hearing more and more. Um, you know, I know Dickie V went. To Twitter today and on TV today, and said there's absolutely no way he'll be gone. And and you know, ultimately that that may be right because he's got a lot of support there in Louisville. He's got his detractors too. We don't we don't know how it's going to work out. Um, I just tough fully to believe. Uh, all I can say is I guarantee you his people have been talking to UNLV's people. Might not be UNLV directly. It might not be Rick Pitino directly. But there's been mutual conversations. Uh, I just don't believe that it'll materialize. I just think he's too out of the ballpark with, with finances for UNLV.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a, a really, really difficult get um, for a team in the Mountain West Conference that just, doesn't have the the money and and it's the financial money. It, support. That it, yeah,
0: it, it's money. It, it, I don't think it has to do with anything else. It's it's money. No, the facilities are well. Then what again, I mean
1: is, in the Mountain West, you don't get boatloads of cash just rolling in from from no. revenue from other sources from, 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 from bowl games
0: and television. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and and that's what puts
0: UNLV in a tough spot. So I I don't know. I I think it'll be below Rick, but I think it'll be far above a Pasternak in terms of. Approval. It'll be somebody that um, makes, puts a smile, excites people, re-energizes people, sells um, some season tickets heading into the year. And
1: I'm, I'm good news is if if you land somebody that's a proven winner, uh, people, I think, will at least give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't.
0: I don't. This is UNLV. I
1: don't. I th- I think.
0: He, so You look to hit on your approval rating, and, and I, I think the guy that they'll get will hit about 70 or 80%. You're always going to have a segment of the, of the well, fan sure. base that says, oh, this guy sucks. Well, Reggie should
1: be the coach. Yeah, well, Jesus. Well, he, I, I know, but he, that's he, that's what he we hear. He turned UNLV back into a mega power.
0: Yeah, of course he would. Yeah. He'd be sleeping in the streets. No,
1: sleeping in hotels just sleeping to get his job. Because we walk into the games. I
0: don't know. Whatever it was, but no, I, UNLV's not going to go that far to the bottom of the barrel for a coach. It's going to be a name. Well, I'm just going by what his record is at Northridge. It's yeah, it ain't gone good. got awful. Ain't good. Um, and plus, I don't think they're going to want anybody that's had too much NCAA problem unless the reward is going to be very high, and that's why, you know, a patino, Then you go for Patino. Yeah, then you go for Patino. I mean, you're willing to be hypocritical if you're winning big. If you're not going to win big, you, you can't afford to take somebody on with NCAA issues, right?
1: Right. And Patino's won big every single place he's been at. Yeah. Uh, we're talking Final Fours, national championships. Mm-hmm. We're not talking make the tournament. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little bit different. I mean,
0: I'll tell you, nobody else in the Mountain West Conference wants CUNL to see UNLV get Rick Patino. Oh, Lord
1: have mercy. No, no way.
0: They wouldn't even He'd want come to in here and that.
1: dominate these people.
0: Uh, yeah, he would. He would. You'd you'd lose maybe two games a year, yeah, in conference.
1: He would he would literally
0: dominate, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's attractive to him. It probably is very attractive to him, but I don't think getting off a plane in Laramie to play in front of a bunch I don't know haystacks is gonna appeal to him all that much. No, I don't think so. Either. You know, he's a he's a big city slick guy. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, We're not inside his head. I don't know what the guy's looking for. And um, what he says he's looking for could be the exact opposite. I don't trust anything he says in the press. That's why he's hard to read because he's slick Mm -hmm. and he controls things. Mm. And he can make a call to a Vital and say, put this out there. And it's going to get put out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you you control. You could control, you you, could, you control the it. yeah. You control the flow of information. You control perception. You control everything. I mean, that's what happens when you become larger than life as a coach. I mean, you have that kind of pull. So <clears> that's why it's very tough to read his situation.
1: Yep, I agree. And uh, it it's strange he got caught up in all this, but you know what, he did, and and it may be to V's benefit. We'll see. Uh, But like you said, the good news is, with or without Rick, I think think UNLV is going to be in a good position. And uh, What's really sad is, looking back on it now, UNLV didn't have to fire David in in the midseason. The way the season played out... I don't
0: think we've talked. Have we even had a podcast since then? Yeah. Or we have? Yeah, I think it's. I don't think it was a good move. I think it just. It looks bad. It's bad form. It doesn't look good on anybody and it doesn't help any situations. Yeah, you could say, you know what? We we got a head start on the coaching search. That's a bunch of bull crap.
1: No, the reasoning is he's still got a talented team. The Mountain West isn't very good, and guess what? They could have gotten hot, made the tournament, and then you can't fire him.
0: Right. Uh, and, and people wanted him gone, so this it was the right time for them to do that. I, I firmly believe that.
1: Yeah, I do um, too. They,
0: they couldn't risk. And, you know, given the way the injuries came, it wouldn't have really mattered. But you, can't, what, you, 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 you can't foresee all that because when Rice got fired, minus, I believe, Okonobo, they were a healthy team. I mean, they, they, were, they, were. they, they were. They were playing like crap. Roster. but they were, We weren't they were, playing well. They were healthy. Yeah, but they they were healthy. And, um, you know, if, if what happened to Simon happened to Rice, Rice is going to see the same results. Yeah, you know, it's
1: I feel just... very, very, very bad for uh, Todd. Oh man, going down it's, the it's here. just
0: it's very difficult. I mean, he was put in a no-win situation uh, from the start. I mean, the only way the only way you could win is if if you actually win, and given the circumstances, it was impossible to win.
1: Well, and and here's the thing. You know, you get your first coaching job, right? I mean, by hook, by crook, whatever you want to call it. You're so excited. Can't wait to go in and prove, hey, I'm a good coach. Yeah, let's get this done. And that's why it's not fair. And and the this game tonight didn't even look like there was a coach. And no. that's not on Todd. It's not on but, Todd.
0: On, none of this can be an indictment on Todd. Whether I mean, but it looks horrible. It does. It and that that's why that's why you don't do this midseason. Everybody knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know they could feel it. They hear the the rumblings. You let the coach finish out the season. You say your goodbyes, and you know it doesn't it doesn't impede your coaching search because you know he's going to be gone at the end of the season, so guess what you're looking right you're already looking people are talking to people. it may not be official talks, but the the feelers are out there, the interest grows um you start finding out details about what they want, what you can afford all that stuff all the groundwork is laid far before a firing is made,
1: but well, the thing is whoever they hire has to be a step above Dave anyway. So getting rid of them to hire somebody who, from a perception standpoint, is going to be better anyway, because it's not like the fans were clamoring behind David. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say probably 80 to 20 wanted Coach Rice gone. Maybe even eighty-five, fifteen. What? What? But what, whatever it was, I
0: don't think anybody expected it at the middle of the season. No, you know. No, it's it, it's a tough deal. It lo- ma- makes you look bad as leaders. Yeah, and then then it hits the airwaves while coaches, while analysts are watching the games and calling them, and then they start calling you out
1: for. It's just a bad luck. It actually worked out really well for Rice because he's gotten to go around the country and yeah. and, and made a lot of yeah, new he'll... connections and in, in, in some areas where, man, getting a job at, say, in Indiana or somewhere in the Big Ten or something like that as a lead assistant and then working back into a head coaching job. If that's
0: the huge... He'll, he'll be working soon. There's no doubt about that. For sure. Um, somebody's going to pick him up or... Or he'll find a, a job lesser than you in LV somewhere. Um, I just hope he goes for the right fit. And, I, you know, he's a smart guy. He's going to do what's best for him and his family. And somewhere that gives him a chance to, to be successful.
1: Home run hire would be Rice as the AD. But you can't hire Rice coming off Tina firing Rice and then hire Rice to replace her. Oh, that'd be kind of neat, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I
0: mean, how do you feel about the Mountain West Tournament? Uh, I feel like I'll be
1: there one day. That's how I feel about it.
0: Well, you know, the Open's with the Air Force on Wednesday at 1.30. Mm.
1: That's going to be well attended.
0: No, I, I'm predicting about 4,000 fans there. Ugh. It's just the way it is. And then, then if, they, if they win, they play Fresno State. If you can handle Fresno State, you get the winner. Fresno
1: is who I'm predicting to win, it. by the way. Fresno oh. or New Mexico. New
0: Mexico? Yep. Really? Well, they got the best player in the league.
1: Arguably. They do. they do. Get hot. Uh make some plays, play together. I I mean they have enough talent to to beat anybody in this league, so
0: I, I think not? I think New Mexico will lose in the first round. They they get <laughs> they get Nevada. They get Reno.
1: I'm sorry. Reno. Uh Coleman has to come back and be healthy or else Reno's not very good. Well, yeah, they proved that tonight. New Mexico just
0: beat him mm-hmm. pretty handily up there in Reno. Well,
1: and I watched him play uh yeah, on on I guess yeah, they, Saturday or right. whatever it was last weekend uh, against Colorado State. And Colorado State's just garbage. And N- N- UNR could barely put them away. Right. But I'm I'm looking at the brackets. UNLV's
0: on the lower half. UNLV Air Force, the winner of that plays Fresno State. And then below them, it's CSU versus San Jose. <sighs> the winner of that plays Boise. So UNLV, you know, if they were to reach the finals, they'd have to go through Fresno and Boise, which <laughs> I think is much easier than having to go through San Diego State or New Mexico and Nevada. Doesn't give me any hope that they're doing no, that. I hope I'm, not. I'm not.
1: I'm not suggesting I, that. I hope not. But you um, setting yourself up for a major letdown. I'm expecting Air Force to beat us,
0: and that that's possible. Is there Air Force won a first round game? Yeah, last year, year before. It was recent, wasn't it? A couple years ago. Yeah, and and Air Force is going to come out ready to go, and um,
1: and and they've played decent. I mean, they're not good, but
0: when when they hit their shots, they're 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 going to be. That's the thing, though. They're not a great shooting team. I, any team that hits their shots has a has a pretty good chance. Um, we we have five I mean, players I, right now. Yeah, and Ike Nuamu had a chance to go for sixty tonight. So, and if he if he would hit his shots, that's oh. kind of my point. If you hit your shots, you're going to do well. Right. Um, if you go. You know, four for twenty or four for twenty five or whatever it is.
1: If we play as a team, like we did tonight on Wednesday, oh, it's gonna—they'll well, beat us by double digits. Yeah, we're out. yeah. And if they're if
0: they're hoping to rely on fan support to get them through, I just don't think it's going to be there because most fans are beyond apathetic. It's—they're not mad anymore. It's just let's let's just get on to next season. Let's just just disappointment.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I have a hard time talking about this team right now. It's uh, I have a hard time watching this team right now. Oh, uh,
0: we really didn't watch all that much of the game tonight. I mean, we missed the first half almost just because of the double overtime game between Dayton and VCU, and then caught the last what four minutes, five minutes. And how atten- how much attention were you paying to that second half?
1: None. Yeah, none.
0: If we could have got this podcast hooked up in time, we'd have been recording.
1: We'd have been it. done. Now we'd have been done. Yeah, it wouldn't be probably. To, probably would have beaten t- uh, the final buzzer. Yeah, we wouldn't have seen Glenn play. Yeah, <laughs> he got a foul. He did, and he fought for the ball a couple of times. Yeah, when you're when you're playing three walk-ons and it's not scrub time yet. Yeah, you know you got some issues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Barry so got a
0: three-point play.
1: Barry did get a three-point play. Austin had some wide open looks. He just couldn't knock him down. Mm-hmm. I I expect those to go in. I mean, well, hopefully,
0: you know, if he gets uh, Jerome back, he was he was actually playing well before this. What was mm-hmm. he averaging almost eighteen points a game over his last three or four games? Yep. Um, Pat played well tonight, relatively well. He's the lone. Yeah, bright, Pat so. should
1: be the guy taking thirty shots, not Ike.
0: Yeah, I, Steven needs more touches when he's in there, though. He had some bad shots tonight, but yeah, he, he still. But you, know, you the know the whole the whole team was kind of. <sighs> <sighs> hey,
1: I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for. Are you ready mo- for binge mo- binge watching on Netflix? No, move on. Find out who's who's going to be the coach. Find out if they have any. Uh, recruits lined up, those types of things. Well, that, that, I, that's I, an I'm important interested thing. That. That,
0: that's an important thing. I mean, whoever the new coach is, do they hold on to anybody in order to retain any players? And do you want any players reti-
1: retained? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. It if, is a tough if Derek one. If Derrick Jones isn't coming back, I mean, obviously, Pat and, and Ben are a nice little foundation. Well,
0: we can't say much about Ben. We don't know a lot about Ben. I mean, he, he didn't tear one ligament. He tore two.
1: Yeah, he could be out for the whole next yeah,
0: season. Yeah, we don't. We, we don't well, he might not be back until second semester next year. So, you know, you just don't know
1: with Ben. So, you're right. If that's the case, I think you sit out the whole year and ask for a six-year medical re- yeah. hardship. Yeah. Um, cause I, I don't think Ben deserves to go out trying to come back middle of the season, uh, not still in shape and then, and then really coming on right. just as the season ends. Right. I agree. Well, but it'll be interesting. I mean,
0: I, I think it depends. I mean, somebody like Rick's going to bring his whole entire staff and just wipe the slate clean and say, I got it for sure. I, I can make up recruiting here in two weeks.
1: And, and, and I think, uh, Anybody else though? Philosophically, I think Martin or Dixon um, both go after a lot bigger players than, say, the group that we got coming in, which is a few guards. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. I mean, maybe Jalen Fisher, but uh, uh, Fisher. I think Fisher's. The
0: most important recruit next year. I mean, UNLV does not have a point guard on.
1: Well, we might not have anything. We might not have a shooting wow, guard, that, small forward.
0: You know what? That never happens. Center. I know. The well, th- we're the not ho- going to have a center. No, we won't. Yeah, we do. Ababka. Oh yes, I forgot. I mean, and unless, and, 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 unless he packs up his bags and says, "I'm going to play." Overseas, Because I just don't see eye to eye with the coach. And that's always possible, right. too. Could,
1: I, I can't imagine, uh, say, Frank Martin coming in and, pl- and back playing for him.
0: Why? He defends and rebounds.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I I, I just think of uh, Chris as a very soft soul. And I don't know. Maybe I'm completely well, wrong. Maybe you know, he's all fire. We could spit out so many things
0: right now about the whole situation. You and know it what? would all be just Yeah, it's, they're, they're, yeah it's, it's, it's just conjecture. Not a conjunction, conjecture. Conjecture. Excuse conjecture, me. yes. I'm tired.
1: Uh, you're tired. <laughs> We're all tired. Everybody's tired. We're tired of the season, I think. And and it's affecting our everyday life.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, mm. But uh, we'll come back next <laughs> Don't make any promises. Well, I'm not hey, going to make you know, any promises, but uh, hopefully, hopefully next weekend after the maybe after uh, Selection Sunday's announced, maybe we'll come back and well, just do a little are, bit of a wrap are, up are show. We gonna,
0: are we going to have a Selection Sunday party here at my
1: house? Watching with our fingers crossed, hoping when our name gets called. Ooh, yeah, you know it uh, wouldn't be bad having CBS film our five guys waiting <laughs> to be announced. How yes? How, how funky did the bench look tonight? Two guys. Everybody else under or er, uh, no no uniforms. Look you know, like a bunch of coaches. The assistants could have had recliners out there. There was
0: plenty of room on the bench. How in the world are we practicing? He, what do you do? Walkthroughs? Just yeah. a Couple three on threes. I mean, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. That that's part of the reason that we we just have no shot moving forward. Yeah. Luckily. There's only one or two games left. Joe, we're going to sign off. Hopefully, we'll be back Sunday night, folks. If not, I don't think we will. But We could be. We could be. Wrap up the season. A season wrap up and start talking about football? Well, we're there. Football starts Monday. I'm kind of looking forward to that. April, what, 9th? 4th? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's... uh. One of the first or second Saturdays in April yeah. that uh, we'll get out there and, and see how this team looks. They, they surprised me from last year whenever I went and saw them at the spring game. So hopefully they look bad again this spring. And, uh, and they'll be better than you thought. They'll be better than I thought. I think this is a 6-7 win team coming up too. next year. I do too. Which is kind of cool because that's a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so All right. keep our fingers crossed. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed about the Rebels in this Mountain West tournament. See you later.